Hi guys, welcome to the brand new podcast, Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. My name is Grace Casper and I will be your host on this journey. I am currently 23 years old, I'm a child of divorce, and I'm writing a book on divorce from the kid's perspective. Did you know that there are plenty of resources out there on divorce, but practically all of them are written by psychiatrists, doctors, other adults that have been through divorce, but I haven't seen very many written by the actual kids. This is really unfortunate because there are a lot of divorces that happen, which include the kids. I want to share this letter with you that I will be reading at the beginning of every episode to remind you that you are not alone. Dear parents, divorce was not in your life plan. No one anticipates getting a divorce. It completely turns your world upside down and forces you to create new rhythms without your life partner. You might have regret or anger or feel a sense of freedom. Either way, there is hope. If you're listening to this podcast, this probably means that you have kids. And if anything good came from your marriage, it was your kids. So as you listen to what these children of divorce have to say, I challenge you to listen before becoming defensive, to be humble and open-minded, to take notes and even share or digest these suggestions with your friends. You are not alone in this journey. Unfortunately, the divorce rate is rising and more and more families are choosing this path, but it's up to you on how you want to create your new family. You could choose to create a healthy one that actively seeks out wholeness and healing, or you could stand still and create a dysfunctional one that stays mad at how things have turned out and never seeking healing. But something tells me that you're seeking the first option. Are you ready to be taught by a child of divorce? Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back to Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. Today I am virtually seated with my friend Fiona Kong, Fiona is coming to us all the way from sunny California. What part of California are you in right now, Fiona? I'm in LA. (gasps) LA, where the dreams happen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and so we just hopped on this call ready for the interview, and we kind of were just catching up. And then Fiona told me some exciting news, but also some news that has like a little bit of a sad bitterness, like bitter sweetness to it. And so can you kind of bring us into that moment, Fiona? Yeah, um, my son had his first wiggly tooth. It started, I guess, last week. And this morning he was with his dad and I got a message from his dad saying, and a picture saying his tooth had fallen out. And, you know, in that moment I was like, oh, you know, I, I wanted him to be with me ideally. Yeah. When um, But at the same time, you know, I'm really happy that we co-parent well so that he did share that with me in the moment and you know I mean it's you can't be there for all those things just sad so I definitely felt some sadness but in with the situation it's the best that it can be (laughs) oh Fiona you were just wonderful one thing I love about Fiona and why I'm excited to interview her today is just she is totally child-centered Um, and not in a toxic way of like, she doesn't have personal boundaries. You have your own life as well, but you care about your son so, so much that, um, you want to make sure that the, the co-parenting and the situation that you and your former partner are in, um, goes well for him. And so I want to talk to you, Fiona, about first of all, first of all, um, 
kind of your, I, I call it divorce stats, but I need to change my language now because not everybody goes through a divorce, but yet they still experience separation. So kind of bring us into your own personal story and then we will talk about something special that Fiona has to offer you guys in a minute. Um, you're right. We were not married, so we never divorced. Um, we did have to choose, we chose to have our son out of love and um, we were together for six years. We ended up um, separating when my son was two and a half years old. So he was very young at that time. And um, I would say if I had to characterize the relationship, it wasn't super friendly, but it wasn't high conflict. We were kind of in the middle, um, very business-like. We didn't talk about anything outside of our son, like when it first happened. And um, I think when you're in the situation, it um, is like, seriously, like your world is turned upside down. And um, being there for your kid and trying to figure out the best way to do this co-parenting thing is such a mystery for, for a lot of parents, right? Like you don't assume you're going to have to manage the logistics and the emotional components and there's just so much that comes along with it but um anyway so I guess you know that's kind of my you know short spiel of like how I would characterize a relationship now we are in a very good place um where we I genuinely care about my co-parent like his success his happiness is tied directly to like my son so I think more people need to realize that like mm. you know, when they do split up that yeah you know it doesn't your relationship doesn't end you know there it's it's an ongoing thing and you will have a relationship with your co-parent for life <laughs> that's yeah that's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> yeah wow Fiona thank you for just being so vulnerable and sharing that I think um yeah, I think that's just amazing how you and your co-parent have decided to put your son's interest first. But I'm curious what kind of got you guys there, because you said that we're a lot better now. We have good rhythms, blah, blah, blah. Not blah, blah, blah. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> but um, what what things, what resources have helped you get to that point uh, one of them being something that you've created, but I'm going to wait on that for just a minute. I want to hear like, was it community? Was it friendships? Was it counseling? Was it um, like a new career path? Like what brought you to finding healing um, kind of after this thing that you've never, you know, no one ever wants to be separated from their partner. So you didn't plan for this. And then it happens. And how did you cope with that? Okay. So this was really big, but when I ended up, you know, separated, I feel like I was such a resentful person I did not like who I was and you know I think just the more you are in an unhappy relationship you become someone you you're not proud of and and that was me um that's not to say like either of us were bad people none of us did anything you know that was like you know nobody cheated or anything um but it really was that self-work and self-awareness of like, I was like, okay, how did I get here? Like, it really was like, I sat down one day, I was like, oh my God, like, 
separated and I'm a single parent. How did I get here? And it, it made me go back to my own childhood. And um, a lot of people have this realization, right? Like, cause they haven't dealt with stuff from their past. And I had not, my, my parents should have been divorced, but they stayed married. And it was years and years and years of fighting physical, emotional abuse, like so toxic for decades. And um, I didn't realize how, but the toll that took on me, like having grown up with that as a I child. I can't imagine, yeah. Um, I, I, on my side of things, I'm lucky in a sense that my parents got divorced when I was in third grade because before that, it was like that. Like it was the fighting and the scariness and the on edge. And so I feel like divorce almost helped my childhood. So I can't imagine being on your side, Fiona, like knowing what was going on and yet they just wanted to avoid divorce. I don't know if that was what they were wanting to avoid, but it's almost like, well, divorce maybe would have helped this situation, which a lot of people have different taboos against divorce. But I think that that is a good thing that you're bringing that up for people. Yeah, especially like in, you know, my family are, you know, their culture it's not like a thing to divorce you just suck it up and you deal with it and you know till this day there's they're still married and they they absolutely should not be like there's no communication um but yeah I think just doing the self-work and all of that made me come back to my son's dad one day and I apologized for the stuff I felt like I owed him an apology for. I said, hey, I'm really sorry for all this. And he, I, I was like, okay, I'm, I may not get one back. I don't know what to expect. I expect nothing, right? That you, you don't go in with expectations. But he said, you know, I have been thinking about this too and I've wanted to say the same thing to you. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, wow. so it was, yeah, it was such a turning point for us and yeah um, it does it's still there are some hard parts about you know co-parenting of course but oh absolutely you're still getting has been was just really kind of like the step in like first you know acknowledging each other and our feelings that we hurt each other Mm. so I know it's hard for people to do that it it really right to admit your (laughs) Well, you know what it takes to do that? It takes humility. And a lot of people don't want to bring on that humility. They want to carry the like, well, I was right and this person was wrong. And it's hard to put that down and be like, ooh, maybe I also was wrong. (laughs) I was like, I um, took on so many characteristics from my parents' relationship that I didn't realize that were bad, you know like yeah down and not talking and yeah it was... yeah it's funny Fiona I'm like we talked about I'm an elementary school librarian and a lot of my kids the stuff that they say to me I'm like where is this coming from and they're like oh they're parents like we model what is shown to us so when something was modeled to you for 18 plus years and then you're let out into the free world to date whoever you want make relationship decisions and that's all you've seen Like, of course, that's going to be hard to find stuff when you haven't done the work and you haven't done, you know, the self-work or counseling or whatever it may look like for you. And so I think that that's really neat that 
you've come to that place now. And I'm sorry that separation had to be a part of that journey for you. But it's so neat that now you are this um, kind of redeemed, like whole person who is aware of their past and how it's affected them. Yeah, yeah you're so insightful. And, you know, oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm listening and understanding. Um, I, I that's why I'm like so impressed with I, I always say like children of divorce have had to grow up so much faster than other kids like it's unbelievable like like and what you've had to go through thank you Fiona uh guys this Fiona's so amazing please please go follow her let's jump into what you have to offer Fiona because it's so exciting and I want to talk about it for days on end but Fiona has decided to well she has this okay I don't want to take away from your thunder but she created this amazing resource for co-parents and she literally created it in the middle of the pandemic, which is insane. And like for someone to have creativity in the pandemic props to you. And then to have something that actually is an amazing resource and isn't just like kind of put together with not much thought. Like there's so much thought into this project. You guys, Fiona, please tell us how you came up with this idea and what it is. Okay. Um, so I told you my son was two and a half when we split and I was also laid off from my job right before the pandemic. So I was single, unemployed, and, you know, you just had a lot of time to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life. And one of those things was like, okay, I feel like I've, I wasn't like a neglectful mom, but like, you know, I was working full time, you know, and like dealing with, you know, getting into a new place. So I feel like I was kind of like, oh, I'm not like such a great parent. So I was like, okay, my son's name is Emil. And, um, you know, he's going back and forth between homes. And I just wanted to help him. Like he, um, by that time he was close to like three and he was always asking me like, where am I this weekend? We were on a two, two, three schedule. So the days are not the same. They're different every week. And it was confusing for him. And he always wanted to know. He's like, he's a Virgo kid. Like he just needs to know his, what yeah. it's going um, So I made a schedule at home, but then I was like, oh, wait, but dad doesn't have one. I can't make him keep one at his house. So I, I want to ha- him to have something tangible and helpful for him. Um, and I didn't know what that was like completely no clue wasn't even intending to start a business um but one day I was at a dollar store and I saw I'll show you this little journal it was like this little oh my gosh little planner it was two dollars oh he's perfect (laughs) it was two dollars at the dollar store but I was like ah something made me get it and then I started writing in just little um notes about his day because my son he was three he couldn't communicate what was I was like okay he's going through all these like little milestones he's potty training he's learning new things he's having new experiences so how do we share that in between home so we just started writing in like what was happening at school we gave him stickers when he did something good for you know positive reinforcement um his schedule was in here so the day I got this back from my son's dad who he he agreed to do this and I think he was like kind of unwilling not unwilling he was kind of like uh he didn't <laughs> excited about it 
Um, but he agreed to do it. And when I got it back the first time, I was like, oh, I feel so much closer and more connected to my kid because when you don't see or talk to your kid for days at a time and they come back and I feel like, like, what have you done? Especially a young kid who can't communicate in full sentences yet. Like they, it's like, what did you do? And they're like, fun with dad. And you're like, okay, (laughs) what else? Exactly. So I was like, he can't tell me anything. And um, I think my son said I, we were, you know, emailing or having calls, but like, you can't remember all this stuff. So of course, yeah. I think a little bit like, oh, he played with his trains. He, they went to the beach and you know, like, I don't care what it is. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. So that's like what started it. And then um, since the pandemic was still going on, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to try to make one because I think it could be, I think there's a need for it in the market. Um, so I started mocking it up in Canva. I went to Barnes and Noble. I checked out all the journals. I like, I mocked it up and then hired a designer. This was like August, September, 2020. And then I, it was done at the end of December. And I had my first like actual copy, um, in of 20 of 2021 so and it's called what for those who are listening it's called home sweet homes home sweet homes I love that title you guys this journal she let me have a virtual copy and it is one of the most well-designed also aesthetically pleasing journals that I have ever seen I have not seen a journal like this for kids of divorce like this is centered around kids of divorce and I um I think it's important too to note that there's a lot of beauty with paper um because if you are in a more higher conflict uh co-parenting relationship I feel like texting or calling and updating could could possibly lead to like you know conversation back and forth leading into fighting, whatever it may be. So if it's high conflict, getting them to both agree to this and then writing on paper, there's no response. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I write down, you know, Emil did this today and then I give it back and then they're going to write back like, what? Like, no, they're going to write down what Emil did with them, you know? And so I think it takes down the barriers of what texting and calling could do. And it just brings it back to the simplicity of paper, which is, a really cool uh, transit system and something that the child can hold on to that is consistent for them that goes from mom and dad's because my consistent thing and I talk about this in my book was my blankies like I had these blankies and I had to pack my blankies between mom and dad's because it's the only thing that was consistent for me besides my brother Jack um and I loved them because they were comforting for me they always had the same smell they were it was familiar. So for this journal to be something that doesn't just stay at mom's or doesn't just stay at dad's, but actually the child, it's their journal and they get to travel with it. I think it's just so beautiful. So tell us some of the things, Fiona, that are within this journal, like besides communicating updates on the child, what else is in there? Um, yeah. So you know, it actually ends up being a really nice memory book because in the beginning I have a little section like all about me. Um, so it has 
you know, they can draw their picture, they put their handprint in there, you know, their favorite color, their favorite game. Um, and, you know, this is an undated yearly planner. So it lasts for a year. That's great. Um, each month begins with an affirmation. Um, this month in February, we're working on I am loved. So um, there is a child and parent activity. And the reason why I did this was, um, so, okay, with the affirmation, I am loved, there's a, like a reflection. For, so for the child, their activity is I love myself because, and then the parents, we write, we love you because, and then we write our reasons. Oh, I love that. I know. I just wanted it to be a collaborative thing where, you know, it's still like, it's almost like a family project, even though you're not yes. in school, it's yes. still like the kid feels a part of with both their parents. Um, um, I didn't have a strong connection to my parents. And I think that's why I care so much because I think not having a good relationship or feeling deeply connected with your parents has real ramifications on like your self-esteem, on your self-belief, on just you as a person. Everything. Um, <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> it starts. And, you know, when I see like you know his dad wrote we love you because he's like you're a kind person and I write um you know you give the best hugs and kisses right so just anything just yeah like, I, I want my son to like if he's ever sad he can go back in here and read it so that's the monthly reflection but then it has like a a monthly calendar spread um and then five weeks of of empty um daily journaling space so each day they write uh we write like what goes on but you can also answer journal prompts like you know um what would you like to invent like what made you happy today i'm sorry there's a <laughs> um but he, it has his calendar here so today i am with and he can write whichever household he's in. And sometimes if they're at grandma, grandpa, like any relative too, like there's a lot of times, you know, your kid is somewhere else and it's, totally everyone can be a part of it. And then this is really what I think is, is so important for, especially for kids of divorce. Um, there's like, it says today I feel, and then there's five faces um and my son will go in and okay I'm trying to find one where he's like happy but there's five faces and he, he tells me um how he feels and he circles all the faces um, I'm trying to find one sometimes he, he circles like all five where he's like crying or sad or mad oh. um but it's just a great way to build up that emotional intelligence absolutely know what your kid is what is going on in their mind because sometimes he'll like say he's sad over something that I didn't even remember <laughs> you know yeah like, what are, I wouldn't even say silly but just like in his world it's something big it's huge yeah totally yeah, so it's like you can always talk to me about it and if it's on his mind of course I want to know <laughs> so, yeah um, I think that's so beautiful Fiona that you and it sounds like you're your co-parent 
also believe in is just validating your child's world. Because I think sometimes parents are just like, oh, well, they're three. They don't understand. They'll forget about this. They'll like da 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 because they're not fully developed yet. But the thing is, like, I have memories all the way back to kindergarten. And they are, they, they are here, very present in my mind. Um, and I've had to do, like, counseling work on them to get them out. And I'm 24, and I still can, like, remember the smells, the sounds, the, like, what I saw, everything. And so I think for parents to just say, oh, well, they're little, they're not even going to remember this, blah, blah, blah. That's really diminishing the human experience because brain development is so crucial. And I think it's cool that you validate his world. Like if he's upset about, you know, his toy breaking or something, it's like, oh, we'll just get you a new one. Don't cry about it. But it's like, oh my gosh, that's really sad. I'm so sorry that your toy broke. Like I had a kid today, I was giving out whipped cream to the kids and one kid, <laughs> he wanted seconds. And I was like, no, honey, we can't get seconds. And then he just started bawling about it. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. But he's in first grade. Like he just doesn't understand that, you know, I need to feed 400 kids, not just him. So anyways, little tidbit. I'm sure he took the time to explain, you know, and at least that gives him a little bit more, yes. you know, like to understand it rather than sending him away. Right. <laughs> or saying like, don't cry about it. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Like, okay, sure. But also... <laughs> They just don't get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Fiona, I think it's really beautiful that you've really validated and chosen to love your kid at such a young age. Because, yeah, for parents that have little ones right now that are separated, um, I think they're just confused because a lot of the resources are more for middle-aged kids or teenagers. There's not a lot for the young, young kids. So what would you say your resource, the target audience is for? Like what age of kids do you think that this could work with? Yeah, great question. Um, it is really for elementary school age. Um, so, but I would say as young as, I started using it with my son when he was three. Um, he can still circle the, any kid can circle the faces. Mm -hmm. and, you know, even now my son's six and we're doing, his dad and I are doing most of the writing. Sometimes my son will do, draw in a journal entry or he will write in his sight words. So oh, it's that's fun. Yeah. So he's participating and he's, you know, developing those, you know, reading and writing skills. Um, so yeah, I, could, I would say you could start as young as three, but you have to have both parents participate that when the kids are young. Absolutely. Um, I have, you know, folks that are using it and, you know, their kids are older, like eight years old. And um, there's a girl who's chosen to keep it private, like a diary. Um, so it's really interesting to see, you know, like it, it really is about the child and how they want it to work for them. Because um, this eight-year-old girl, she wrote in it, um, you know, this separation is the hardest thing in the world. And oh. it was a new thing and it was so heartbreaking to see but at the same time I'm really glad she has an outlet to mm -hmm. um, and you know I don't know if she's going to go to therapy or not but you know this is also a good you know like step for you know healing and you know just oh, I'm sure like so many 
life, you know, expressing all this change and, you know, these big moments in your life and being able to reflect on it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I up to like age 10, 11, but I don't really know. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know like what a 10 or 11 year old is like. So, um, yeah. I think it's cool that some kids are just using it as their personal journal. Cause I know when I was, so my parents got divorced when I was eight and I mean, I started journaling about it when I was 10. So I would have loved to have something like this that actually gave me prompts and a calendar so I could visualize when I'm going to mom or dad's and, um, yeah, just something centered around the topic of divorce, not just some generic journal that I bought from Target that's like, you know, how, how are you feeling today? And it's like, well, not so great. <laughs> so uh, I think it's really neat that this is centered around the child. And I believe that up to 12 years old could use it from what I've seen. Um, so that's my personal side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Fiona, any last thoughts for parents that are listening to this, going through divorce, trying to figure out how to co-parent, any words of wisdom or love or encouragement that you have for them? Yeah. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, we touch on a topic of like, we say kids are resilient and, um, yes, in a way, but then it, it bites you in the butt later in life. Um, you know, I, I think I just want my goal from this, my mission of this is for kids to come out of this, you know, feeling supported, loved and connected by their parents, like no matter what, because the divorce isn't their fault. You know, I think my son is at this age where he's getting curious, you know, he's been asking me a lot more, like, can, um, you know, I wish you guys lived together, you know, and um, these are just ongoing big topics, I think that are, it's not going to stop, right? There's always going to be some hurdle and some kind, something that's hard in your child's life. And um you can choose to, you can choose the relationship you want, right, with your child, like, and with your co-parent, you know, I mean, sometimes there's, like, seriously narcissistic parents, but, um, you know, I, I just hope that parents can come together lovingly and um, do it out of the best intentions, because your kids are, no, they're listening, they, I feel like they understand so much more than they let on <laughs> right it's true coming from a kid it's true <laughs> yeah yeah um it's like yeah heal yourself um and that work on the relationship with your co-parent like care about them you know girl I love that word of wisdom to care about to not you don't need to yeah you don't need to be besties with them but at least have respect for them and to just wish the best for them. You should want to wish the best for your co-parent. Not, oh, I, they're the worst. I hope they burn in hell. It's like, okay, well, if that happens, then the child is actually either fatherless or motherless. So what you're wishing upon is actually going to end up hurting your kids, which ends up hurting you because then, anyways, it's a whole thing. So I agree with you. Just to have the courage and to work... 
every day. And I think it's a choice. Like I've forgiven something, someone very important in my life. And it's not a one-stop shop. I have to wake up every day and say, okay, do I continue to forgive this person? Okay, yes, I do. Whew, here we go. Because there's going to be new hurts every day. And like you said, with co-parenting, it's not perfect. They may mess up and you're going to get hurt again and bugged. But choosing every day, it's a new day, it's a new morning. Do I still forgive this person? Do I still care about them? Do I still respect them? Um, so I love that, Fiona. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Grace, so much for all that you're doing. I, I feel um, it's so wonderful to have a perspective from someone at your age and that is wise enough to talk about it and share your experiences. So thank you as well. Ah, Fiona, I'm blushing. Thank you. Uh, guys, you know what to do. Go find Fiona on Instagram. Please order her book. Where can they find it? Um, homesweethomesjournal.com. It's also on Amazon. And that's also my Instagram handle, homesweethomesjournal. Home Sweet Homes Journal beautiful. She's also on TikTok. Is it the same thing on TikTok? No, I'm co-parenting underscore mom. So it's more personal. Like I co-parenting mom. mom. If you want to see the personal life of Fiona and what she's dealing with, go to TikTok. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. Please go support Fiona and what she's doing. And you know the drill. If you loved what you listened to, please write a review. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. And then if you even want to support me in a larger way, you can become a patron and um, support me monthly for a certain amount of your, of your choice. So thank you so much, Fiona, for your time. Thank you for just donating um, your evening to this. And thank you for the work that you put in for children of divorce. You are a rock star of a mom. So keep going. Thank you, Grace. Yeah. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs>